Welcome to episode one of the off-season, where today I'm going to be chatting to Tiernan McCann, the Killyclaver man and the extra-owned footballer, on his ups and downs through his career. Buddy, what's the story? Shane, how's it going? Good to meet you. How's things? Crack. So set up here. Ah, it's decent now. At least the rain's away anyway. Right, okay. So you're up for a couple of challenges today and a bit of a chat? <sighs> Depends what the challenges are. Uh, look, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll explain them as we go along, okay? No worries. Tell you what, first we're going to do a bit of a shooting challenge. Okay. And then we want to see what the legs are, are like in a, in a speed challenge. Is that alright? Right. Looking forward to it. Right on, let's get into it. Um, I want to bring you back to your first playing days with Killy Clower. When did you start playing football? As long as I remember, um, three or four, um, dad would have been big into it, like, so myself and Connell, Connell's a year and a half younger, would have been here from four or five years of age, I actually think when dad's coaching teams, I might have been underage at times, but uh, yeah, as, as, as long as I can remember, like, this has always been and the mainstay of our under eights when your first training was, under tens, is that the way it goes down here? Uh, it could have even been under sixes, I think, um, right, okay. when you're literally primary one in school, so... A long, long time. Right, okay, and taking you back under 10s, under 12s, how was the, was there success growing up? Or maybe was that down later on in your, in your career? Uh, at my age group, yeah, we had quite a good wee team. Um, as far as I remember, under 10s, under 12s in Tyrone was more so going to blitzes, so you yeah. would have been in Derry or um, yeah. different parts of Ulster playing uh, blitzes. It's six or seven a side type thing, and we always competed well. Um, under 14, we won the Fela, so we got to go to the All-Ireland Fela. Right, okay, what year was that in? 2005, I think. Right, okay, do you remember the location? It was in, we stayed with Kilmallock in, in Limerick. Right, right, yeah. okay. Um, or St. Sylvester's Dublin beat us. Um, I think they went on to win, win at the stage. Um, so that's, that was our first wee taste of success at at yeah. 14 years of age yeah I remember Fela I went a couple of times myself and the buzz down in different places I think we actually my club was involved in one in Tyrone yeah that was the year before right okay 2004 Four. yeah right. so it was held in Tyrone in 2004 and we would have been a division 1 team but they put us in division 2 right okay year. right and we ended up winning it so we won the All-Ireland Fela you won the one that we would have went to yeah yeah, I think yeah. Corfin won the Division One, right, and okay. we were put in Division I actually, Two. I actually, I'm not. A, I'm, I actually remember that because yeah. I have a, I have a book, and there's a couple of teams. Uh, I was looking through even Kilcoo's club team at that time. Mm -hmm. A lot of the players, ten, all the Johnsons, all those players actually were playing in the All Ireland final last year. So it's just that it's you say that I was at the exact yeah. same one that, that you won. I think Corfin beat maybe Kilmacud yeah. Crooks. Yeah, I have yes. the book. Carroll, but yeah. yeah, we won the Division Two. Yeah. That year, and uh, we beat Athey, I think, from Kildare yeah. in the final. Like. Yeah, they were a team in red. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Like and I also remember in the Fela, there was always a player, one player from each team that was designated to do a skills, skills. thing. Aye, that was me. Was that you? Yeah. No way. Aye. Right. Uh, I was I against yeah. Gary Sweeney from St. Sylvester's, I think he played right. for Dublin. Okay. So he beat me down in, uh, down in Limerick, yeah. So... Um, that was pressurised, maybe similar to what we're going to get up to later on. Yeah, like, I mean, when you think back, just 
on that topic. It's a lot of pressure for them kids. I know they don't do it anymore. It's a lot about participation and uh-huh. different rules within the within the game at that age. But back then, that was a lot of pressure to put one of your players in for a skill session. But they get that experience. It's crazy. Yeah. And um, did you ever play in halftime Crow Park at that age? We did. Um, myself and a good friend, Rory Keenan from Gorton. Right. Um, we had to do something similar, like a skills challenge. Yeah. I think it was between. Leash and Dublin. Right, okay. Lancaster final, maybe 2004, 2005. My dad actually dared me to take my jersey off after it and go like this here. <laughs> Can we get I that did, clip? I did it for the crack. It's bound to be out there somewhere. So uh, it was half time, it was in Crow Park. Yeah. So you're playing at Crow Park at that age, that's, yeah, that's, that's insane. And now, growing up, let's say, going up in the years under 18s, minors and whatnot, was success still? Uh, was it something there within the club, but your minors under 21s? Yeah, so like under 14. As I said, we won the Fela, then won the Sport under 15, under 16. Yeah. We maybe, other teams were starting to creep up on us. Yeah. Um, the likes of Oma, Carrick Moore, Ergel Cairn were starting to creep up. I don't think we didn't perform too well under 16. And at minor level, Oma had fully, you know, started from here. We were beating mm-hmm. them by 30 points under 14. They were then going to this level. They had Ronnie O'Neill, Conan Grigan, yeah. Connor Clark, they had yeah. Barry Tierney. They had a super, super team. Yeah. were really well coached. They end up going. I think they won an Ulster minor at that age, or maybe the year above. So uh, that's where we're, that's the the problem we had. We had maybe been close to the town. There's maybe other things lads were at instead of playing football. And you know, Oma. To be fair to them, their coaching underage was obviously fantastic, keeping lads involved. And they end up getting a couple of senior championships out of it too. So um, that's probably a, an issue we had at club level. Maybe not getting enough lads through. So. Now, I was just doing a bit of research before I came here today, and I looked, thinking on your senior titles. Um, Kilian Clahar won the first championship in 2003, is that right? That's correct, yeah. Now, you were a bit too young to play in that team, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, what, do you have any memories of what the time was like? We got the game. In 99 was our first final. We got beat by Carrick Moore. Okay. 2002, we got back again, beat by Peter Callum's team, uh, Ergel Cairn. And then 2003, Kilian Clahar got back to the final and avenged that defeat by beating Ergel Cairn in the final. Uh, dad came on at like 39 he's probably one of the oldest O'Neill Cup winners can remember that as, as clear as day had the whole village was blue like yeah um, I remember getting school days and blue days at school it was just unbelievable uh, feeling um, and then obviously we tasted our own success then 13 years later 2016 um, so it went full circle then and uh, obviously we still have aims of getting another one or two Absolutely. So I can imagine that was a massive achievement, emotional time to get that to get that championship of your uh, own. You know, it's kind of like a monkey off the back too. It's something you always wanted to achieve, and once you once you finally get it, it's just like a relief. But it was, we still joke like it was the best two three days of our life. Yeah. Like the crack and the emotion and going through the village like we have a big enough parish like and going through all different parts of the parish and bringing the O'Neill Cup to to older people like you could see what it meant to them and uh, that was the real the real praise like that was was unbelievable. And let me reverse back. I'm sure you're with you're with Tyrone in 2016. So you were brought in the Tyrone panel. I'm going. What I'm going to say, you were county minor, county or 20, minor, 21. One year, then under 21, three years, and then straight into senior. So. Straight in. And do you have any fond memories of your coaches, or who was your manager, maybe in minors and under 21s? Um, minor level, we would have had um, the likes of Rim Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, the year but below me actually, 2008, they won All Ireland. You know, Kyle Coney, Mike yes. Donnelly, Petey Hart, yep. they had a star studded team. And uh, the year, that was the year above me, sorry, 2008. And the year below me, again, same again, 2010, they won All Ireland. So yep. the likes of Ronnie O'Neill, Conan Grugan, Niall Sludden. Mm-hmm. 
So it's the year in between that we could beat in the first game by Armagh, who actually went on to win All Ireland. You know, Rory Grugan, that yeah. that team, narrowly pipped, and it's disappointing that at, at that age, you know, you, there's no back door, so it's one game and you're done. Yeah. Um, but then we just continue to work hard, and you eventually get in at an under twenty one level and. Uh, Beaten in two Ulster finals by Cavan. Um, I think Cavan won four in a row, was it maybe? Yeah. So the, the coaching they were doing at the time was obviously unbelievable. They had Gerard McKernan mm-hmm. and then younger lads like Killian Clark, McVitie coming through. Mm-hmm. So we're beating two consecutive under 21 Ulster finals by Cavan. And you've seen success then that that carried through at senior level. So um, there's probably an argument to be made too, and not winning too much too young because it can kind of take away from your hunger. So I think tasting them early defeats definitely give me drive to push on at senior level. So, 2014, I believe you were taking the throne panel. Uh, was, that, was that right around that time? 2013, 2013. was my first year. Um, didn't get much game time. Uh, throne got to All-Ireland semi-final. Yeah. Um, I remember my player meeting at the end of the year with Mickey Hart and he said that we went on a long qualifier route that year and uh, there was many times he thought about putting me in. So. Mm-hmm. Just had to bide my time, like you have to do in Throne. Like very, very few players get in straight away, and if you do and you, you take your chance, brilliant, you'll stay in. But if you don't, like you could be waiting a while. You have to be patient. So fourteen, yeah, was my my debut in the championship. I actually tore my hamstring in my first game. Um, so like, and fourteen was obviously a very disappointing year for Throne. We went out very early in the qualifiers, but again, similar to what I was saying earlier, that defeat kind of. We needed a, a new rebirth of, of players. In 2015, we kind of came, came stronger. A lot of new lads came into the team. Um, Peter Donnelly was back coaching. And from then, that was the start of our kind of team and our panel. A lot of newer players came through and we went very deep, 15, 16, 17, and sure, um, getting to the final in 18. Like, uh, it was like a wee mini journey. Yeah, and I just want to bring up Mickey Hart, I'm sure. I actually remember a, a, a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking on YouTube and I was looking up uh, old coaching systems and old coaching styles and there actually is a Tyrone um, footage of him coaching. And Was he a, was he a hands-on guy or was he someone that stepped back? Maybe he through the years went on, did he more step back even more? What, what kind of coach was he? Um, he was more so a manager, yeah. So he would have had coaches in and he would have been continually motivating and asking for certain things within the coaching session, but uh, he wouldn't have been that hands-on okay. in terms of the actual coaching setup. But within drills, within games, you're always getting little sound bites or little words of wisdom, or if there's something he's wanted to see more of, he was he was focal in that. Okay, so in this next segment, we're going to go with 16 questions and answers. The reason we're doing 16 is because in the off-season for the average club player, it's usually 16 weeks, okay? So these are quick fire. We might get a little bit um, debated here. So first up, what's your coffee order? I know you're big in your coffee. Flat white. Flat white, straight up. Regular six milk? Six uh, A partial to an oat, oat flat as well, but flat white, six ounce, boom. Okay. Favorite drink of choice, alcohol first and non-alcoholic? Um, alcohol, maybe like a nice beer, beer moretti or um, madri, something like that there. Um, non-alcoholic, probably a Coke Zero. Okay, would that would the Madri be served in, up around here? Would it be hard to get? Um, it probably would be. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> it's been Spanish out. beer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've definitely dabbled in some Madri. Uh, favorite takeaway order? Probably a pizza. From where? Pizza Mac. Shout out. Pizza Quick. Mac Killer. Yeah. Favorite holiday destination? <sighs> Dubai was hard to beat. Dubai. Yeah, I've never Dubai. been to Dubai. Oh, unbelievable. Go back to, in the morning. 
Class. Yeah, hot. Hot, but just futuristic, clean, everything, anything you want to do, just, yeah. Dubai. Dubai. Favourite pair of boots? Um, probably 2016, there were white Pumas called Puma Ones. We got uh, Puma boots free through Tyrone, and I know people look up, look at Puma and be like, what? But they actually were class, I had five or six pairs of them. You're uh, big in your white boots, aren't you? Makes you look a wee bit faster <laughs> when you're getting on. There you go, for anybody uh, wanting to get faster. Yeah, but on, on the Nike Champo vibe now. Right, okay. Yeah, I have a pair of tempos myself, usually for soccer. I'm not sure if I can get the, the right leather on them, but um, okay, white boots, yeah. Favourite football memory? Probably won the club championship, 2016. Peter Canavan or Stevie O'Neill? Peter Canavan. I've seen a montage on Twitter last night. Stevie was unbelievable too, but Canavan's just the goat. Pre-game ritual, super, are you superstitious? Not really, no. Um, not really, get the legs moving, bit of a walk, walk the dog, chill out, bit of stretching, bit of foam rolling, bit of activation, uh, some what, sort of caffeine. What about food, the same for meal every time, mix it up? I would load it up the night before, like a big pasta bake, yeah. something carb-based the night before, and then just top up in the morning, then. oats and a bagel. Do you prefer weightlifting or cardio? Um, Probably not a fair answer, but a combination of the two. CrossFit? CrossFit type stuff, yeah. Okay. Daytime or nighttime game? Um, if you had asked me two or three weeks ago, I would have said nighttime, Friday night lights, but not after the championship loss. So um, it's, it's annoying waiting about all day for a nighttime game, but some of the games we've played historically in the, in the past under lights have been, been a good energy, but it's, it's problematic getting to sleep after a nighttime game you're just so high and yeah and you're taking that in that much caffeine or mm. whatever it's very hard to get to sleep but uh yeah it's controversial okay midweek or weekend game weekend okay so weekend game saturday morning half 12 ideal oh saturday half 12 that's what you're telling me uh well historically in throne like club games are four o'clock on a sunday which is far too late like that's no. That's not good at all, like waiting about all weekend for that. So maybe a Friday night game. We've kind of embraced that in Throne this year and it worked okay the first seven or eight weeks. So Hangover cure routine? Uh, try and get up and beat it. Try and get up and beat it. Straight up, up early? Yeah, get out for a walk, fresh air, uh, fluids. Try and beat it. I'm not one for laying about all day and no. letting it beat you. Um, yeah, if you're down south or if you're near the coast get in the water try and beat it as best you can absolutely toughest marker I was usually doing the marking um, toughest I person to mark essentially I always answer this the same person Sean Liam Goldrick from Derry right okay Do you know, nah, no I haven't but oh, he was unbelievable I played he was just unreal like people that know him know how good he is but uh, 2014 I could not get near him just did not stop running did not stop moving so strong deceptive ball carrier so always took you on uh, he was he was next level nearly there last minute win block or last minute win score um, I suppose controversial may go block here because everyone remembers Connor Gormley for that block um, it's maybe harder to remember scores yeah maybe go diving block right on somebody's foot right okay big one here at the end penalty to survive death who is taking it GA only Petey Hart. Petey Hart. Mm -hmm. Good, he, he does have a good conversion rate, I think. I would say so. I, can I can't remember missing too many now, but Petey Hart, yeah, left foot, top bag. 
Empire. This episode is kindly sponsored by Copri Omnia. Copri Omnia have grown from set pieces to a whole lifestyle range and I personally love it. Be sure to check them out. So we're at the year now, 2017. I know you had rough years in 2017 and 2018 in terms of injuries. Did you break your hand or is there, is there a knee involved? Uh, 2017, that game that we got absolutely hammered by Dublin in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, I broke my hand like during the game, I just played on. Didn't really realise it was bad. I don't even know when. I think Mannion was tackling me and I went down with some force on my hand. Um, so yeah, that knocked me out of the club championship. Had to get surgery in Santry, 2017. Um, 17 was a good year for us in terms of throwing, like going through, going through Ulster and getting a, a back-to-back Ulster. But it wasn't really any good for us. You know, Dublin had their eyeing us and we were well prepared that year and completely took us to the cleaners in the semi-final. Um, leading into 18 then, broke my knee down in Kildare in the league. Fractured patella. Uh, so that was three months out, so I was chasing then to get back uh, for a championship. I did make it back against Manon. We got beat in Clonus. Yeah. Uh, McManus scored that worldly from the sideline. Mm-hmm. Then we know, sure, the rest is history. Then we went on a long road and managed to get back to the Ireland final. So, yeah, injuries are just part and parcel of GAA and sport in general. And it's all about, you know, how you respond to them. Sometimes teams and players, they like, not, I'm not going to say they like getting put out early, but they give them a real good run at the back door. Uh-huh. Did you feel as a player, I know all players like to play week in, week in, week in, week in. Did you feel as if that the momentum helped you get to the final? 100%, yeah. Uh, especially with us in Tyrone. Um, it, it, it often allowed us to kind of find our best team, build a wee bit of momentum. Maybe you're playing teams of a lesser quality initially where you can get through the rounds um, but that momentum that you talk about like week in week out it's, you couldn't beat it like for intensity and as long as you're improving game on game mm-hmm. um, it did serve us quite well in the past yeah and but obviously you, you initially you want to go the front route and go through Ulster and take any anything that's going but uh, it, it served us okay in the past Absolutely so you're at now 27-2018 um, another thing I wanted to bring back because again I, I was looking up a bit of research You've spoken in the past, came out a couple of things about social media and that was maybe a segment I just wanted to touch on because I think it's very important that people realise that there is a lot of verbal abuse everywhere on the pitch but the keyboard warriors situation, do you feel as if, not even individually but as a team, Tyrone sometimes get a bad rap maybe towards social media? Possibly, yeah. Um, possibly we bring it on ourselves at times. Um, it is, it's just a generation we live in today it's very very easy for people now to often faceless put a, a comment to something uh, online and you know if you if you took note of everything and anyone said all the time you know it'd be very very difficult so you have to cast it aside uh throne historically in the past have used it to their motivation at yeah times. yeah oh i said previously about throne needing a chip on their shoulder and it served us okay in the past um but yeah it, it is something in a wider community and in context of society at the minute that uh it's something that needs to be to be done. I know a lot of the social media there's talk now about going like two factor and three factor yeah. authentication and I think that's maybe the way to go, you know, so that people have a face, have a passport, they have an identity to their comment. I think that would reduce a lot of it. Yeah. Like in your early days, you know, you you said you've been in the throne. Two thousand thirteen there was no real ver- like there was no real keyboard stuff. Mm. I mean it's really just come into the, the forum in the last two or three years, you know, Twitter obviously, but um I'm sure the 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 build up of it 
like you said, has, has, has suited Tyrone. And if there's anything with Tyrone, they don't need any more fire. So yes. this brings us up now to 2021. Massive year, massive... I kept, I'm sure you have plenty of stories, ups and downs throughout mm -hmm. that year. Just talk me through, just very, very briefly starting at the McKenna Cup stage right through the year. Um, I'm sure you get back well before Christmas in November, December. What's your, because that's, that's the last year you play for Tron, right? Yeah, 2021. Yeah. So there was no McKenna Cup because of COVID. Right, okay. So there was all that outbreak then around. I think we had trials and stuff just before Christmas. And I do remember we had one training session maybe before Christmas, pure run a match in football. And then we were due to come back the week after. We had seven or eight days off for Christmas. And then I think it was like the third lockdown, was it? The second or third lockdown, or there was spikes anyway. And um, that was that was crazy. Like, you know, for three, four months then, there was no collective training. It was all personalised. It was all doing your own Zoom calls, meetings, GPS monitors handed out, and you're just tipping away at your own work for, I think it went on to nearly April. Yeah. Um, and then we're back in April and sure the, the league then it was the North and South League that year so we had three games we had Monaghan Donegal and Armagh won one drew one lost one and we got into the top two went down to Kerry got absolutely hammered down in Kerry we know how that went yes and then that led into the championship and yeah I've won five games won All-Ireland the rest yeah. is history and just going back in that Kerry game, was there a t period off where you felt as if you needed a time away from the team? Or were you all eager to get back into a meeting room and maybe have it out in the room? Probably the latter. I think after the Kerry game, we got... We did serious running for two, three weeks. Um, went back to basics. Um, it was probably the shock we needed. It was probably the best thing ever happened to us. Um, probably realised you can't go to Kerry and not play a sweeper and go man on man um, so it was great to get that kick up the ass early on in the year but yeah I do remember two three weeks now of real hard training uh, but sometimes maybe in GA it maybe is a culture when you get a really bad beat it always goes back to we're not working hard enough we're not fit but the, the, the side effect you get from that is it builds like a, a stronger mentality and a wee bit of adversity and you know you have the tough work done and it's easy to call on that then later on in the championship when you when you need to and take games. Gotcha. And you mentioned COVID. There was a bit of a, a scenario. You yourself got COVID, did you? Very close to the semi-final, was it? So the Ulster final, yeah. I got it the Tuesday, so five days before the Ulster final. Uh, I tested positive. I was actually in to start that game. The first game I got in all year. Typical. Typical. Um, so it was disappointing, like, missing the Ulster final, we beat Monaghan in Croke Park. Mm -hmm. It was a weird scenario, sitting at home in my living room, watching it at home, everybody else away to watch it, family included. And just, uh, there was three or four lads in the same boat, like, it was tough. But uh, ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, we got over the line that day. Uh, that was the most important thing, and I was back for the semi-final, and the rest is history. Yeah, absolutely. So the All-Ireland final... Um, Obviously, the rest is history. He's won that one. And how? Just going on your on your retirement. Would I would I call it a retirement? Can do. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> Can I call you right now as a retirement in terms of your your closing the door from uh, throwing football in the future? Um, yeah, thirty one now. Um, I feel like the. I feel like I had nine years, nine long but unreal years. At it, I uh, fully enjoyed it, and uh, as I said previously this year, like I was 
very, very much looking forward to getting back to the club and giving it everything from the start of the year. And um, we still have a league final coming up next mm -hmm. week, so um, that's kind of my focus at the minute. Good stuff, good stuff. And there was a couple other lads that would have left the panel in around the same time. I'm sure there was a lot of, con I wouldn't say controversial people talking. Was that planned or mm -hmm. did you have a meeting that you were all going to leave at the same time? Or was it just totally individual personal reasons that it all happened at once? Yeah, literally all individual reasons. All, all the lads had their own individual um, reasons for doing it. I can completely understand with all of them. Um, and uh, it just was a matter of probably getting the All-Ireland and knowing that, you know, like the next year is going to be very tough to retain that. Maybe didn't get enough football in 2021, wanted to get back to the club. Maybe at this stage of their career where, you know, they just want to be playing football, you know, week in, week out. And maybe realised that, that that wasn't going to be the, going to be the, the case with, with Throne. It's such a competitive 15 to get into, even getting into a match day squad. And um, I know the lads haven't looked back since it like and um, the fact that Throne club football is so strong you, you get back into a good league and you're playing 16 games and a championship game so you're getting your 17, 18 games a year like it's uh, it's, it's a good, good decision to make and life life after football at the minute life after inter-county football should I say you're big in your CrossFit and you're also big in your, your coffee you've just I, we all, the coffee. Hey, sorry? all the C's sorry all the C's that's what you're going to call it so talk me through You've opened up a, a, a coffee shop, am I right? Do you want to give a plug, more like it? Yeah, yeah, Alchemist Oma. Um, if, you're ever, if you're ever down in Oma, give us a shout. Uh, yeah, big into coffee. Uh, three or four years. And um, yeah, the Oma's been crying out for a specialty coffee shop. And uh, it's always something I wanted to do, get into my own business, be my own boss. So uh, yeah, open now five, six weeks. So long may it continue. Um, keeping at it. Good stuff. Well, best luck. Thanks, man. It's been great chatting Cheers. to you. Cheers. Okay. Thank you.